Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. We are in January, January 2021. I didn't pause as much this time because I'm kind of sort of getting used to it, even though I still will write 2020 for the next six to eight months yeah, on well, it's, checks or whatever. What's terrifying is it's 2021 as if 2020 beat the shit out of all of us, which it did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, tw- 2020 was not our friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, 2021's off to a fun start. Well, I kind of <laughs> look at what happened yesterday, and we're I not going to get into politics because we're no. not political, but... I look like at yesterday as kind of like an extension to 2020 because it has to do with the election of 2020. It's December 31st or 32nd or yeah, whatever. that's the way I look at it. <laughs> oh, and someone took my wallet from my car. Well, so that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021 probably sucks for you Fuck right me. now. Fuck me. Nah, that's my fault. Fuck <laughs> me. That's that's on me. <laughs> to be fair, my, my identity's been stolen like three times. So. Nice. You must be. I mean... Fuck, I wish they took my identity and took all my goddamn debt with them. <laughs> right. I mean... You, it's like you steal my shit, but you're not going to steal pick, the shit I owe. You're you just going to steal the, wrong, the shit I don't owe. You pick the wrong cards to steal because that shit is maxed. All right, guys. So we figured that this month is turning over a new leaf to a new decade. So let's take a look back at the past decade. So 2010 all the way through 2020. Now, I started going to HHN 25. That was my first event in... I think for the three years to follow, I would only come down once. So I was living in Mass at the time. We've talked about this before, but I'd only got to go to Horror Nights that one night. So sometimes I got all the houses, sometimes I didn't, sometimes I missed stuff. And even if I hit houses that were really cool, I didn't have the opportunity to be like, oh, let's get back in line or I'll come back next week or whatever. So we're going to look back at the past decade and we're going to cherry pick a little bit. Cherry pick the houses that have been seemingly unanimously picked as good houses, great houses, the best house, what have you. And we're going to kind of go through those houses in a sense of we can't really say whether they are the best or not because most of these we haven't gone through. We're more or less going to be talking about the ones that I may have gone through, but ones that we really want to see just based off of like the synopsis and, and the word of mouth from other people. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little more unique than just saying, oh, these were our favorite houses, because neither of us have done any of these for yeah. the most part. Like, I I know for I haven't. I mean, like I said, yeah. I keep saying this over and over again. We're 30 episodes in. It's like, you know, this, last year, 29, was my first year ever going to Halloween oh, Horror shit. Nights. It is 30th episode. It is the it 30th. Is the 30th? It's the 30th episode. Woo! So this party, kind, of work, kind of works Woo! out. Um, but 30 episodes. Damn. It feels like we just started this. But so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting perspective in the sense that, like, I haven't seen any of these up close. Mm-hmm. I, all I have is what the synopsis says on HHN wiki or whatever we call it. Um, so really, it'll be interesting to kind of see how we think about some of them. I know that some of them you have seen, some of them I haven't. Yeah. So I guess we'll just kind of go through 10 of the ones that we think work best or we would yep. like to see again. Or, or not again, I guess. See that same house, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like new to you type thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to try to see what this episode turns out to be. So it's not like a, a ranked list. No, this is more, I mean, so it's kind of like in between. It's like a hybrid of we've done spec maps in the past, and we're not going to exactly place these houses, and we're not going to rank these houses. So it's like somewhere in between the two. So, and obviously there's a lot to choose from. So what we decided, 
because like we said, this is a new decade and there's 10 years worth of houses to pick from. We're going to break this up into a two-part episode. So today, we're going to go through the originals. We're going to do the 10 that we would put on, say there was a HHN best of 2010 to 2020, like uh, records, greatest hits, all originals. These were the houses that we would put onto that map for us to see again or see for the first time just based off of the name, the lineage, and the the story that kind of matches along with it. Yeah, so one thing... Before we get into it, have we decided whether or not we consider Universal Monsters as IP or original? Because it's technically their IP. Yeah. But is it like their original idea? Do we consider? I would say I would say we'll stick that on the IP. I, I agree. And you you, as soon as you brought it up, I was I had took notes of different houses and whatnot. And I labeled them IP original. And I labeled that one as an original. But then as soon as you brought that up, I was like, you know what? That that's an IP. That's they didn't create it's not like a jack the clown they didn't create it for, for the horror event. nights exactly it's theirs i guess it would be kind of in the same sense of us like us is very much an ip but it's a universal like movie so yeah yeah it, so we're gonna we'll, we'll stick that as an ip but um i guess before we get into these houses let's go into some beer what do we uh what do we yeah. got tonight so i brought a beer over and this is another one of the ones that kind of like just catches my eye as far as artwork is concerned. So I picked this one simply because the artwork, it looks, it looks really, really cool. So yeah, this one, it's, it's from a brewery called uh, Abomination Brewing. So obviously the name of the brewery kind of caught my eye too. And they're based out of North Haven, Connecticut. So mm-hmm. it's another somewhat local beer to where we were from originally, um, New England. So that's pretty cool. And it's actually a collaboration Beer. So they did this with another brewery local to them called Tox Brewing. I'm not entirely sure I've ever had anything from Tox Brewing, but I definitely have had stuff from Abomination before, and I liked what I had. So this one's going to be a little interesting. It's a double India pale ale brewed with local honey and matcha or matcha tea. I am not a tea drinker, so I'm never one to really go after tea-based beers, but I'm always one to try a new IPA or a new double IPA when I see them. So... Plus, it's called Toxic Earth, so that kind of, you know, rings true to my heart. And then at the same time, the image, the artwork on it, it looks almost like a like a deer mashed with Davy Jones from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. So it's very uh, Cthulhu style, very um, H.R. Geiger to a little bit. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to try it. So let's give it a shot. It might just be a normal IPA and yeah, nothing special. See, see but see what we got from this one. I'm excited. You best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. When are they going to do a Pirates of the Caribbean Horror Night house? <laughs> I think that kind of is the same issue we had with the Jack <laughs> one. When we mentioned the Jack and the Jack and uh, Sally house. Yeah. Obviously, is... Disney's very much protective of their IP. Yeah. Plus, I don't know how many of you are, like, obviously, I'm sure a lot of our audience is Disney fans as much as we are, but... Disney Plus is going to rock 2021. Oh, God. Just so you know, Next like week. Disney Plus is going to like Next week WandaVision. Oh, I can't wait. Like is it the 15th yet cuz yeah. they dropped another teaser. Did they? Okay. They're mm-hmm. dropping way off topic, but I, oh, I, I think don't care off topic. I think it is. it's show's going to be yeah. awesome. I think it's at midnight when Netflix releases new stuff. I'm not or not Netflix, sorry, Disney Plus cuz Netflix releases Probably, at yeah. 3 a.m. cuz they're headquartered in California. I think Disney releases at midnight. And what they're going to be doing, I think they have this thing, I could be wrong, I think it's called Marvel Legacy, and they're like, 
little episode biopics. So it's kind of like character. It's about each character. And they're going to drop one tomorrow, Friday, about Wanda and Vision. And I think the idea is they're going to drop an episode like that every time a new series comes out. So before Falcon and Winter Soldier comes, we'll get one on Sam and Bucky. Then before Loki, we'll get one on Loki. Yeah, that's cool. So... uh, could be wrong, but that's just how I interpreted it yeah, when I, I saw mean, that. I don't want to turn this into a Marvel podcast, I mean, even though can. I would talk for hours <laughs> about can. Marvel stuff. Um, but just from the last teaser that I saw for WandaVision, and obviously it'll be the last one before next week, it looks so cool in the sense that like the show is going to kind of follow like a generational trend of sitcoms yeah like it starts like in the 50s 60s mm-hmm. area and then it goes into like the 80s and the 90s yeah and they got like the laugh Zay. track and all this so stuff i'm like super that. excited and like i told my brother sean i'm like if they don't drop an x-men reference in this, yeah. i'll be so bummed the whole first episode i think is black and white yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah, so yeah, yeah i'm excited that's gonna be a thank like, god because it has been like a year and a half long. a year and a half since long. New, the, la- the last new marvel content we got from actual mcu was spider-man that was the july after Endgame. Yeah, so that was like two years ago, yeah, almost <laughs> insane. But all right, enough, enough digression. Let's try this beer, see what we think of it. It looks it's it's, there. it's such a weird look. It's super like yellow. It looks like a it's, shandy. It, oh yeah, it's hazy. I mean, this is definitely an IPA for sure. Yeah, hazy and, and it's got that. It's like a greenish, like yellowy kind of color to it. Well, I tried to smell it and it just went up my nose. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotta love that. It smells real good. That's for sure. Yeah, this. I mean it. Smells like almost like they have citra in it, and I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say what kind of hops they put in it, but it's definitely got that citrusy, super fruity. Definitely a New England IPA. Yeah, what's more the, so than a West Coast. What's the um, content ABV. on this? Yeah, I think they said it was like nine point three. Nice. So it's a little heavy. Um, not as heavy as some that are out there, but it's it's yeah. heavier. So it's it's gonna it's probably gonna feel taste a little boozy yeah. before I have it. But well, let's dive in. Not much kick to it. That's a really weirdly smooth. I don't get a big it's IPA probably taste. Probably the milk sugar because they mentioned that there is a milk sugar oh, base to it. It's not like super yeah. sugary, but like they definitely put a little bit in there. That's kind of like um, the. So that's probably where you get the smooth. That's like from. the Serenity now from last week, where it like that back end. Whenever milk sugar is in there, the back end of whatever beer it is just gets coated by it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think to be honest with you, it's not nearly as boozy as I expected it to be. There's, it's definitely there. Um, don't get me wrong. Like oh, the, there is a there is a little bit of booziness to and, it, and it's with and it's with local honey. So I guess that adds to the sweetness. Yeah, you that, get some of that, that from the honey it. too. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's almost like again, I'm not a tea drinker, so I don't get a ton of tea on on the uh, front or the back. But then again, I, I don't really drink it enough know to like to know up, what yeah. to pick up. Um, but if you think about it, a lot of a lot of tea drinkers do drink it with honey, so it's kind mm-hmm. of probably got that honey tea like profile but it definitely tastes like a double ipa i mean that's for sure what it is <laughs> yeah this is i mean we've i feel like we've been on a pretty good streak of beers that have had like a lot of flavoring it's been like a while since we had like a straight up and i guess you know it says it's with you know honey and and what matcha and stuff like that but yeah, matcha tea it it definitely doesn't fall in line with all the other beers that we've been having that are like oh chocolate cherry and rainbow sherbet and these wild like different flavors this is just kind of like a pretty straightforward double ipa like, yeah I'm, I'm a guy that knows what he likes that's yeah. basically what what it, what it is i mean i'm definitely an ipa guy i've said it before i'm a hophead but yeah um yeah i mean i'm always down to have different wackier fruitier mm-hmm. sour styles flavors, yeah but 
my go-to is definitely like an IPA, IPA or double yeah. IPA. Yeah. Um, I don't like them super boozy, so that's why I'm pleasantly surprised. Being nine point something, nine point three, it's it's definitely not as boozy as I expected it to be. Like I said, but I dig it. I mean, it's probably not like a like a five or a four point five or anything like that for no, me. I'd, but I mean, it's 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 yeah, mid threes. I it's mean, a it's a good solid. beer. It's, yeah. You know, it's just I, not doing anything. I think I expected with the matcha or the matcha, how you pronounce it, the matcha and the honey, that to be a little matcha funky. Man. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really a little bit funky. But I don't know. It's pretty standard to me. No, it's I, – I feel like the nice way of saying, you know, the beers that don't knock our socks off is like, yeah, it's good. I, I might not go out of my way to go purchase it again. But, again, doesn't I, – I don't hate it. I don't. It's not going to be a – it's not going to be a uh, sink pour. It's, you know – Oh god, no! It's drain not like the, no. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I drain poured very few beers. We drain poured our. Uh, <laughs> was the well, uh, joke the, thing I had yeah, that the coffee pumpkin coffee thing you, that you brought in was so fucking terrible. <laughs> oh god, I might go buy any if I see that in stock. I might buy it again just to pour it out, just to dump it down. So drain. nobody else can deal with that ever again. I mean, it's got to be people out there to drink it, right? I mean, people must like it enough to, to buy it. Yeah, Nazis. That's so gross. <laughs> So, Nazis, terrorists, so and psychopaths oh, okay. order that. Yeah, it's, probably, it's true. It's probably true. Yeah. All right, let's get into this because we got a couple houses to dissect. And a lot of these are going to be more or less, like we said, that front half from 20 to 25 is uncharted territory for us. We're just kind of going off of what people have said are great houses. We're going to be going off of stuff that just kind of sticks out that I really wish I got to see and if we had a best of hits you know best of houses spec map these would be right on there all right so what we're going to do is as we're just going to go in chronological order and we're going to kind of cherry pick a couple here and there and these are going to be our our 10 that I really wish we got to see and unfortunately there's a lot that I wish I got to see however these ones are the ones that stand out first and foremost so I think we're looking at HHN, 20 Years of Fear, 2010, this is the kickstart of it all for this decade, and the one that stands out to me particularly that I wish I had gotten to see would be Legendary Tooth, The Wyandotte Estate. Now, we had talked a little bit about The Wyandotte Estate and Legendary Truth when there was that whole uh, Cary, Ohio reference, is there an anniversary house this year and stuff like that, and The Wyandotte Estate, the Legendary Truth aspect of Horror Nights, it kind of seeps through into multiple multiple stories and that's why i kind of really wish i got to experience this house whether it was a amazing house or not there's just like a lot of lure about it and a lot of like storytelling that revolves around it so essentially from what i see is this one was just kind of almost like a haunted house style walkthrough there's there's a hallway where there's like a plexiglass full a floor and you can see ghosts underneath and they're kind of coming out that way it looks like there's like long hallways and there's different couches and chairs and there's it's more of like a very like ghost oriented house is what I'm I'm gathering from looking through it and and not seeing it and then I believe this is where um, storyteller is kind of in on this house and it's I don't want to say it's her house but it's, her presence is definitely there and again this is a you know quote unquote the spirit seekers have come up with a machine to gather the spirit so. They decided to do like a live broadcast from a quote unquote haunted house, and wouldn't you know it that the Wyandotte Estate lair lays in Cary, Ohio. So that's that, that's pretty much the the gist of this house is what I see. Yeah, it seems like this house is kind of built off of the 
um, interest in ghost hunting and a lot of the ghost hunting shows that you had. And you still kind of have them today, but, like, they were definitely big at the turn of the... 2010s like mm-hmm. early when like did, late tw- like 2000 like late noughties early 2010s yeah. like this was pretty big like ghost adventures and zach bagans and all when that did, shit. when was paranormal activity like oh nine probably right around, right around there, that because yeah. that was a very that's i think that kickstarted a lot this whole house it seems too. it's all built around or it seems like it's built around like a like a ghost hunting team yeah that's in the wyandotte estate and they're trying to use some machine to bring spirits together um so it sounds almost like they open a Pandora's box that they shouldn't have opened and they unleashed ghosts upon, or at least like didn't understand what they were getting into when it comes to this building. And we did talk about this when we were, when we first actually started the podcast, cause we did bring out that we thought legendary or whatever it was called. The, uh, the, we, there was some sort of rumor of there being a, a house from the carry story. So mm-hmm. I think one of us, it was, I forget who it was brought up the, you know, the, the wind out of state was, was something that seemed like it, kind of fit into that into that mold so i'm glad we picked this one because i definitely just from reading the synopsis i'm always super into a lot of lore so like i like backstory yeah um i don't like the houses that are just kind of I mean, not to say i don't like them but i just i'm not a big a fan of houses that just kind of like are for the sake of the, yeah. being there mm-hmm. um, i want the experience I want of like, some sort like of storytelling exactly this is these houses are much more than just like your generic haunted houses. These are, you know, walkthrough movies. These are, you know, it, it's actually presenting something real to you, something tangible that is an actual story that you can kind of see through visuals. Now, sticking in that 20 years of fear, because as we know, those decade or those anniversary years tend to pull focus onto the houses and kind of elevate them a little bit. And I'm going to pick two more from this year. I think this year was, from just from what I'm reading, there was a, a lot of cool stuff going on. So the other one that I'm going to pick that I really wish that I could have seen that I've heard people talk about would be the Catacombs, the Black Death Rising. So this one kind of ties in ever so slightly with the past one because this house is you know, supposedly taking place in a, in a city called... Kara, France, and that's supposed to be a sister city to Cary, Ohio. So it kind of ties in there, and that, that that's what that is. But essentially, this house was, it, it's like a big quarantine-style, plague-style room where in 1950, or sorry, in 1534, there was an outbreak, plague, thousands of citizens in Paris, and that all contracted whatever this was. And it just kind of brings you through that time, the storyline of like a you know, what we're kind of going through, not to the full extent, but sort of pandemic quarantine style thing. And this was, from what I can tell, what I've seen, a pretty well-perceived house. And it's just something, again, I think I'm going to get a lot more picks off of these older houses that we didn't get to see just because the intrigue is there enough for me to want to see it, whether it was an amazing house or not. It's just, it's going to make my list regardless. I do, I, I do enjoy the sister city theme yeah um how a lot of major cities in the world have sister cities across the globe um and this one's carré france or carré or carré france carré france but it's definitely like a playoff of carry ohio so i think that's really cool i like that idea i do think that 
for as devastating as it was, the Black Plague is an interesting subject to study, especially what we've, we've gone through this yeah, past right. year. Um, so it's definitely relevant. So I think having this, like a house like this, would be super relevant yeah. for HHA uh, 31, mm-hmm. but uh, HHN 31, excuse me. Um, but I do think it's got an interesting story. Now, what I don't quite understand or didn't quite get from reading about this house is, is it based in 1534 or is it like, like, are we being transported back to 1534 through this house or is it more of like happening present day? But I, like, I think it's present day and it's more of like the crypts and the cat. Like uh, it's, okay. it's like, I see I th- I, if I could be wrong, correct us if we're wrong, but that's just kind of where I am. I know that the finish of it is in like a museum that's being constructed on the site where like the catacombs are opening okay, so and stuff maybe, like that. Yeah, maybe you're right. So, so maybe it is like present day. Yeah. And like the spirits have come back. That's to where it. I'm thinking. It's kind of one of those style houses right there. Now going back, like I said, I'm going to do another one from this one. I think the other one that actually got house of the year for that year would be Havoc Dogs of War. Now this one again just from the logo alone looks super cool and just intrigues me on that part where it's you know like super soldier inspired it's a very loud house there's heavy like heavy metal music playing through it and the logo is like this gas mask it's all you know green and yellow and like right there you're going to you're going to pull my attention right there but- Yeah this one sounds pretty legit like it sounds like almost it's one of those haunted houses that tries to utilize all of your senses mm-hmm. and tries to disorient you it's 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 less and and I know that a lot of the houses do do it and sometimes it gets kind of obnoxious with like the loud noises for no reason but I feel like just from reading about this one it seems like it was more of a we're going to play like loud music and we're mm-hmm. going to try to disorient Throw you that you way rather than just saying flashing light loud screeching noise when when a scare actor jumps out at you yeah. so that sounds really cool plus i like the idea of like the dogs of war and these like super soldier type yeah. storyline and that's in and sometimes the like we were talking about the whole wind out of state thing has like a very in-depth story it kind of it weaves in between the various stories of different icons throughout the history of horror nights this one is just like a simple we're making Captain Americas, they turn evil, and they're here to fucking kill. So that just, sometimes those simple houses work. The loud houses, I'm I'm not always like, oh, we need to go do those ones, but I like them. And I think there always needs to be at least one of those to, like you said, like kind of, um, well, I forget the word, but it, it's there to throw you off, essentially. And it's just kind of, kind of plays tricks on you. So I'm going to jump around a little bit now, because so... When I made this list, I pulled from various years, and we're going to go down the list. So 2010, 2011, I'm going to be skipping. 2012, I'm skipping. 23, I'm skipping. 24, now this is where we're going to come to the house that I want to pull again. That, again, is the house of the year, according to their annual awards. That is Dollhouse of the Damned. Now, I'm not sure if I'm pulled to this one, just because, like, hey, dolls are creepy. But it also is like that 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 similar like the puppet uh, theater like vibes like the dolls and the mannequins and the it's just very creepy and it always always works for me and it's just it is a very very creepy thing and you know, supposedly so what this one is it's like a giant dollhouse and there's a bunch of doll parts scattered about and then when you enter you come into a room full of dolls and there's a lady there dressed as like a raggedy Ann. And then she's been sliced in half, so that's kind of like it, it distracts you a little bit. And then a big doll jumps out at you. 
so it seems like there's a lot of, you know, hey, look over here, now look over here, now look over here, and that's how they're going to kind of get you on a lot of these scares. And again, this is from one of the years that I hadn't gone to, but, man, dolls are just creepy. Dolls are so creepy. Think of, like, graveyard games, which is one of the scariest little uh, rooms was that all the dolls, that little carousel style scene, that one will get you every time. And yeah, I, do- dolls, it's one of those, like... Everyone has it like inherent fear in certain things. Like some people hate clowns. I hate dolls. Yeah. Um. So this is definitely <laughs> just from reading, like the experience and the story, because there's a nice big background story that somebody wrote. Um. That kind of gave it some levity as to far as like what's going on and what 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 this house is all based around. And yeah, dolls. It's one of those houses that I'd walk in and immediately like have a trouble finishing because like I don't want to keep going forward because I don't want to see what's around the corner next. Um. Just because they're so. They just, ugh, they just give you the creeps. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a good one that I think I would have, I would have totally picked. I'm interested to see if you picked any others from this year because there was one other one that I was interested in seeing, um, but I was gonna wait and see what what else you had you had from this year if you had another one. So so I haven't, I didn't pick another one from this year, but if you want, why don't we um, we'll jot that down and we'll do a quick honorable mention run through at the end. Yeah, and that's then we'll, fine. we'll we'll toss that onto that list. So. We're taking that one from 24, and then 25 is, again, another one of those years, like how we started with 2010. 2015 is another one of those, you know, anniversary years, 25. So they're going to up the ante. And I think one of the most memorable houses out of all of HHN would be that Jack Presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. And, of course, this is the year that I had started going. So for me, I, I went without knowing the folklore and all the stories and what's an icon what's the you know i i was still very green in that sense and i i remember going through the house but like i said i went through once and at this point that's you know that's six years ago or so at this point so a night of drinking and a night of going through probably seven or eight houses as many as i could they kind of get lost over over time so I, i remember a little bit of about this house but again like it just didn't it didn't mean as much to me then because i didn't have all of this knowledge in me it was like it's like if you went to go see avengers endgame without seeing any other marvel movies beforehand yeah it's you're fine, like oh but it wouldn't cool. make any sense yeah like this is this is fun that guy's flying around and, and shooting that the the grimace looking guy but this one it's almost like a cheat to carry this one in because it it's just it pulls from everything it pulls from Scary Tales, Scream House, The Wyandotte Estate is in there, Silver Screams, Castle Vampire, Gothic, Nightingales, Dogs of War are in there, Leave It to Cleaver's in there, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Not to mention that you got Caretaker, Jack, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, Hunchback. You got a laundry list of people that are in this house. So just on the surface, just on that alone, that, that one's got to make the list. It's got to be on the best of you know hhn this past decade which is kind of like it's almost it it's almost like a best of within a best of because this is like a best of of many of the ones previous to this this last 10 years Mm -hmm. but because it was included in the last 10 years i can see why you picked it yeah it's it's a little bit of a cheat code but i think if you just straight up look at like best houses of whatever it's still gonna be there you can't disregard it based off of that and then 
the other one, I'm actually gonna pick another one from this one, would be Body Collectors Recollections. So this is a sequel house to, I think it was 08 they had one. And it was Body Collectors Collection of the Past, Streets of Blood. So this one, it's it's weird because it would be like, oh, just having the sequel house or whatever, but it's it's set in Shady Brook during a blizzard, it looked like. And that's kind of a little, like a, a, a old old home, you know, a, not like a loony bin, rest home. It's an asylum. That's, that's the word I was looking for. But this was kind of a setting that was in in past houses as well. It's kind of like that Wyandotte State that kind of pulls from various houses of the past. And there's just not, it's just, I feel like there's something special about these houses that come back over time. There's, they know it's tried and true and it, and it works. And for me, this looks like it was, just from the pictures, it looks like it was a fairly gruesome house. I feel like there was a good amount of gore, a lot of scare factor there. And it gives me that whole, I mean, when you're looking at the logo, it just says Body Collectors Recollections, and it's got the big um, backdrop in the background of like the the mansion or whatever. It just gives me those Shining style feeling. That's that's kind of what I'm picking up. It from looks this like thing. it was. It's preceded by a couple different houses. So there was Body Collectors Collections of the Past and Streets of Blood from 2008, but also Psycho Scarapy, mm-hmm. Echoes of Shady Brook. So Shady Brook has been used before the Asylum. So they must have used it's it's almost like you said like, it's got to be like a Cary Ohio Wyandotte type thing where yeah. like you've used the setting before, just kind of sprinkled in through. I mean, I'm always down HHN for like history. gorier houses. So if this is one of those just like uh, just random background type houses, but like a ton of gore and just messed up you know things going on, like that's totally right up my alley. So. Yeah, that's for sure. I'd be interested to see this one in person. Yeah, I'd love to go. Did through you this. did you not go through this one when you went for this year? I, I honestly don't remember this one. Um, I think so. Looking at the list right now um, of HHN twenty five, I remember going specifically for Freddy versus Jason. That was like <laughs> I need to go. Not this, at all surprising. Yeah, this is how I kind of figured it out. So I, I went very ip heavy because right. again being new to HHN, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome, and I. Was no, I, I definitely did Freddy vs. Jason. I did The Purge. I did Insidious. I did Walking Dead. And then other than that, I think we did Jack Presents, American Werewolf in London, and honestly, uh, Body Collectors, Run, and Asylum in Wonderland, I think might have been the three that we missed. Because, again, we did just the one night. We didn't do uh, Frequent Fear. And when we go, it was usually towards like opening weekend so it's a lot busier. so it was probably it was probably on one of the busier days too where we i mean we're there right at the open and then we stayed till the very end but you can only get so much done in one night so i mean looking through the list and this is a little unrelated to what you're talking about but i have noticed that like at this point like by 23 24 25 they really start to get ip heavy yeah a ton of ip so like with 25 you've got american werewolf in london freddie versus jason the purge Insidious, Walking Dead. Yeah. So like, I can see where like they start to get away from some of the originals and more heavy on the IP, yeah. which is interesting and cool all to all the same time. And I can't wait to do our IP part of this episode just yeah. because there's a lot of IP to choose from in the last that ten years. So much, and, um, and even more specifically, the last like five or six, because like you're saying, and that's how they got me. I think I, I wish, I wish I remembered the exact moment where I was like, "Ooh, what's Halloween Horror Nights?" And like decide to go because I just don't know how being like a fan of like horror and stuff like that that I 
I didn't know about so it. So I, well, I think you and I, I don't know if it's so much we didn't know about it because we definitely knew that Universal put on a big Halloween thing. Yeah, we didn't really know the extent of it. No, um, and I remember every time you went down, I always he always asked me if I if I wanted to go, and I never could find a way to make it work. Yeah, but I am bummed I didn't come specifically to this one just by looking at the list. Yeah, because I hated the Purge movie, but the, I wanted to see the house. Yeah, um, wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, some some of the others that I saw, or like not so much a fan, but like I didn't really understand the Jack Presents one because I didn't. Yeah, at the time you're like, it. I don't get what this is. So, but I still would have liked to go through it and check it out. And Freddy versus Jason, obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you're gonna want to go see that one. Yeah, but I don't know. I just an, an observation I made. I think that it's interesting that they eventually get to a point where they have a lot more IP. Yeah. So now we're gonna skip. 26 again another year i went to and a lot of really cool houses but really really nothing, ip heavy to it, be exactly and it was very ip heavy so the originals i think took like a little bit of a back burner and then so there really wasn't much that i would plug from there to be like i need to do this or i need to do it again yeah so i'm going to skip right over to 27 and 27 is home to i think one of the highest regarded houses Really? Of HHN, where people are all about this house. And again, I did this house. I only did it once because I only came that one time, and that would be Scarecrow the Reaping. Sounds sick. I mean, this. I mean, this list. To be honest with you, at first, like just 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 by glancing at yeah. this is this would be the year that I really do wish I had come down and done it. This one was because really cool. I mean, they have a they had a shining house. Like, how do I not come yep. to this year? I mean, that. Yep. And again, we'll get into the IP stuff, but that and saw like it just feel in the horrors of blumhouse like i yeah. feel like this is one i should have come and it's and cool because like a lot of their ip uh, their ips their um their originals for this one like hive dead waters the fallen these were all you know scarecrow obviously we're going to talk about a little bit now but th- those were all really 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 good houses and again with the ips being so heavy it was nice because it would kind of much like we found last year and and most times is the ips will obviously draw the crowd so that kind of freeze up these ones which you know kudos to them for i think just capitalizing on that now and i think we're starting to see it it turn a little bit especially being on an anniversary year that originals are almost as you know clamored for as ips i don't know if that's because they're getting lesser ips versus you know i don't know what the case is but i think what we've seen lately is originals are gaining that that attention that they deserve and instead of just kind of being looked over. Yeah, I wonder if part of it is just like based on the year. If they if they can't get enough IP, or if there's just not a lot of like popular IP. I mean, obviously the last couple of years Stranger Things is the big one. So that's what drew everybody to the park for that is that Stranger Things house. Um, so yeah, maybe just per year, just they have to come up with more original ideas because there's just not enough IP to really make a full. 10 house uh, yeah. plus it would be boring if everything was IP you know I, I, although yeah. I love it it's just I feel like you have to have some original stuff mixed in there to yeah. make it fun definitely so this house was a like depression era style farm and this land was once known for its its bison travel grasslands and stuff like that generations go by farmers are terrible and now a giant dust storm comes over and the scarecrow guardians rise from the earth and they chase away any visitors who dare into their land. So I remember just being like, the entrance was very like, the facade had a lot of like corn, sorry, it was like a corn maze. 
you have the fog coming up through all this. So that was like a very, it was very interactive. It was more so than like your typical queue line where you're just kind of waiting next to the next sweaty dude. But it, it just had, a, a, it stood out a little bit more. And you walk in, it's a giant, like, you're walking through a giant barn facade, if I remember correctly. And then it, the the masks are so cool. It was just that they remind me of, of Harold a little bit from the scare, um, scary tales to tell in the dark. And it was just kind of, it was a lot of like little scary jump scares and stuff like that. And a lot of like pictures falling down, but it was just that there's something about that like time frame and that like farm style story that, that pulls me in that just, I, I don't know. I just want to do it again. I want it because again, like I said, I only did it, ran through that one time and, and that was it. So I remember you know, click pieces of it. Cause as you know, sometimes if there's like a, sh- a set change or, you know, a character swap out or anything like that, you could, you could hit it on a run that you might be missing some things and, and not know. Cause at that point going through it once, not again, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, I forgot about this one thing or like, you know, it, I just didn't see it. So to me it, that was never there. Yeah. I think it's interesting too. One of the facts I read about this one is that like no scare actor was under six foot two. So yeah. you had an interesting, you had that interesting level of like, you know, every scare actor was freakishly tall. It was very, very, um, which like is cool because like it, a lot of times they were, I think they rely heavily on like stilt walkers and stuff. Yeah, which is okay, which is which is fun, but I think that unique aspect of having a whole bunch of scare actors that are like six foot two or, or taller, I think is kind of interesting. So yeah. yeah, and I'm a big scarecrow type guy. I think that I mean that stuff was also kind of exciting to me. I mean, I'm not my favorite theme but i definitely like find some level of interest in scary farms scary scarecrows coming to life and that sort of thing all right so now i'm 28 and i'm trying like we're doing our best or i'm doing my best to um not cherry pick all the ones that like i feel like like 28 and 29 that's when i started going like a lot because at that point i had to live down here so i could go multiple times so i don't want to just like i feel like there's like a recency bias slash like like a um i just like a feel good about it because i had gone through it so often that i was like oh i gotta pick this gotta pick this yeah i'm not gonna this was you. a great house blah, i'm blah, blah. i'm pissed that I, mean, I was living here for this one and oh I just, for 28 it was, it was so new i just didn't think about it and i didn't buy tickets to it yeah because i mean the list for this one looks really good too i mean trick-or-treat house would have been awesome to go that through. was yeah um slaughter cinema sounds really cool ah, the guy sounds real one. cool halloween four i mean horrors of blumhouse like how do i miss this house or this 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 year yeah so let's jump in so we are at hhn 28 from this one we are going to select i got two from here one being slaughter cinema which you did just mentioned this one i remember going through a lot so i i went through this one a lot i have such a shit memory that i I can't really describe it the full time but it's just it was a local drive-in and each little room was like a different movie scene. There was like a biker scene. There was like a little arcade scene. It's like an eighties, you know, eighties movie style thing like that. There was what was it? There was yeah, like I said, the biker scene. There was there's a lot of like little. There was one like arcadey, so it was like Chuck E. Cheese style area. There was the uh, 
Amazon cannibals from Planet Hell, and this is like where there was a spaceship, and then out they would walk from Planet Hell with the Amazon cannibals, and they'd be ripping out intestines of scientists <laughs> and stuff like that. That's awesome. There was a barber shop, so it's just a, a you know, it was meets barber shop. So again, like yep. meets meets, like meets, meets, but Morton meets barber shop, where his victims would be seen dead on the chairs. There was Midnight Snack too, the house swarming, and this was like a laboratory where tiny little like creatures were running around. And there was a dead scientist, and two of them were popping out of his chest. And there was just Attack of the Swamp Yeti, and this was where Swamp Yetis were just kind of. It was like a camping style scene. There, there was a lot going on. It was, it was cool because it was like, uh, it was like houses inside of a house. There was these, you know, fake. B grade movies that we probably would be doing for killer reviews. They were put on like little Sh- movie posters. Shitty's kids. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. There was, they're like movies that we would be talking about that are obviously made up. And then you would walk through each movie. So it was set up. That old school drive in thing has just always been such a. It's just such a love of mine. Yeah, well, you hooked me immediately when you said it was like an old haunted drive through. And just like looking at the movie posters from, like, is this pictures on the wiki? Like pumpkin guts, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And they had the the projector out there on the queue line, so it had all that. And it was just, it's it's weird going through like the way they do it. It's an original house that makes you think you're going through IPs. <laughs> so it like it makes right. its, its own IPs, like and then you have a mini house from it. And stuff. Yeah, barber chop, shitty's kids, cult of the beast baby. That's so funny. <laughs> Amazon cannibals from Planet Hell. It's like what's the most like generic. B grade 80s style crap and let's like let's just poke fun at it I loved this house this was one of my like oh it's only 20 minutes let's go 25 minutes let's go and just kind of had had that on repeat now another one that I'm going to pick from 28 is again another sequel house and this one is scary tales deadly ever after and again much like the slaughter cinema this was another kind of reoccurring house for me because this one was just Super fun to go to, and it just, it, it never had the crazy, whenever I went, it never had the crazy, like, wait times or anything like that, and I feel like we've we've referenced this house before, back when we very first started this podcast, when we were talking about what the potential... Well, wasn't there a Scary Tales on the first Mac or something like that? Before it was Tooth Fairy, it was oh. called, like, um, Fairy Tale, or... Oh, um, okay. You mentioned bedtime, Scary Bedtime tales. Stories. You mentioned something about yep. scary tales when we talked about that. Yeah, because originally on the very first Beckman site, it was some, I think it was called bedtime stories. So we're like, oh, what are bedtime stories? They're fairy tales. What are fairy? T-? And then we like went down the list and we're like, oh, we can't use that because this was in here and stuff like that. But yeah, this one was again very very fun. This one you would go through different various essentially um, fairy tales. Duh, that's the name. But there's, you'd go through like a little area with Oz. So there was like a Wicked Witch of the West. There was, you know, the whole, everything was out there. You had the Big Bad Wolf and the Three Little Pigs. You had Goldilocks and the Bears. You had Little Miss Muffet. You had Rapunzel. You had Humpty Dumpty. And it was all just like horrified. So you would hear the nursery rhymes playing over. But, and again, there one, this one wasn't like a real cohesive story it was more of like another mashup-y kind of deal yeah so that you could kind of go through each little thing because you have the benefit of knowing these stories you know they don't have to tell you what the wizard of oz is they don't have to tell you what hansel and gretel is right you know what it is to start so 
going through and just seeing this one was really cool. I remember, I, I think the intro was Oz, and then the Wicked Witch of the West was on like a... Oh, a zipline? Yeah, she was on like kind of like a little zipline-y thing, if I remember correctly, and she would kind of like fly around. She would fly above the guests as you walk in. Oh, kind of like Tinkerbell from Disney World. <laughs> exactly. You'd you'd be like walking up towards something, and she would jump out and like go over oh, you cool. and stuff like that. And you, that's where you would kind of enter the castle. And then there's... Oh, there's totally shots fired at Disney then. Oh, super. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> it's just the evil. It's evil Disney, essentially, is what it what it came down to. But yeah, the, the Three Little Pigs room was awesome because it was it had that 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 smell. So it was like the burning wood smell. Mm-hmm. So it had it, it kind of stuck you right in there. But then there was the, the big bad wolf would pop out and he was wearing um, like skin on their face or skin on his face and stuff like that. Um, there was one, there was the one with Goldilocks. It was Goldilocks was stabbing the mama and the baby bear. And you could like <laughs> kind of, you could see like the, um, the other bear was like growling and going towards her and stuff yeah. like that. And then there was one, the Humpty Dumpty one as he was like smashed everywhere. And the King's men would, would jump out and it, another smell thing. They made it smell like rotten eggs. So the characters oh. would all, you know, you know, you know, throw up and stuff like That's that. Gross. It was, it was just a fun house. It was all. It sounds they, like one of those like goofy, kind of make you laugh, kind of spirit, yeah, scary type houses. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't one of like the you know super scary. So it was like the killer clowns house from last year, in a sense. In it's a like, sense, it's yeah. kind of scary, but it's also it's there yeah. to make you giggle. And it played with the senses. It played with the smell. Is, and yeah, the, exactly. And that's the best part about some of the houses is that they do play with a lot of your senses: sight, sound, smell. So that's really cool. All right, and to round this out, this will be our tenth house. So on our best of hits, this is going to be on there from HHN29, the last year we went. Yeah, one I've actually done. There we go. (laughs) We'd be remiss if we did not throw on Graveyard Games. Oh, yeah. I think that will go down as one of the best houses, I think, not just in recent years, but I think it's it's making its case for one of the best houses just of all time. Right. The story of it was super fun. The actual, like, just the way they played about it. I just remember the, the the facade where they had, like, the Twitter, like, pictures and, like, screenshots of the party in the graveyard and stuff like that. And just right from that facade when you go into, it was the grave, the graveyard, though. But the um, the characters were walking around. Was it Sid? Was it Sid and Nancy was kind yeah, of there. Yeah, well, because the, the whole, I mean, this is, again, it's what I love about, like, some of the backstory that they create for these houses. And this one, I think it had, like, a... Sex Pistols, Sid and Nancy, yep. like backstory to it. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't remember the full backstory, but there was definitely something to it. I know somebody, like I guess one of the designers had a dream about something, and like kind of, you may know more than I do, but honestly, out of all the houses last year, this was probably, if not my favorite, like my number two. Yeah, and I really did love this house. I loved the ambiance, and of course, like I said, kids creep me out, so you get to the end of that house and I wanted to just like run out the back because like it just <laughs> yeah. freaked me out that the last was, couple scenes. The, this house was just terrifying. It was well done. It You get lost in the story and that's why it scared you a lot because you're like trying to like look for little things that are happening in the background or little things of the story to attach yourself to, to listen to and stuff like that. And that's where you just kind of, that's where it catches you and yeah i think i forget so i took the rip tour last year which we'll we'll do this year again because that was awesome oh yeah and i wish i and i wish i remembered it because it was so much information coming at you the tour guides are amazing they know so much about these things inside and out and they just point out little things here and they're like oh look at this this is a little reference here and this is 
this is a reference here. But from what I do remember is the designer of that house created that one scene of that that one room where we just talked about where it was like all the little dolls right. playing. There's like a carousel. There's a doll in like a, a little carriage that the ladies push him. That was actually from one of his nightmares. Oh, okay. he, he had a, a dream, a nightmare. He woke up and he wrote it all down and that's what we got. Yeah. And he kind of just piece it together I knew it was something like that yeah. which is I think to me it's like the best way to write something is just like take the weird shit that happens in your dreams and mm-hmm. nightmares and just split it onto a page yeah so those are our best well ugh. not, not, quite not our best, best of our best of but like the top 10 houses that you and I would These, totally yeah. want to go so, through on a spec map of just originals from the past 2010 to 2020 decade that's what we're going to pop on there so Again, I'll just run through them really quick. We got The Legendary Truth, The Wyandotte Estate. We have Catacombs, Black Death Rising. We have Havoc, Dogs of War. Dollhouse of the Damned. Jack Presents, 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. We have Body Collectors, Collections. We have Scarecrow the Reaping. Slaughter Cinema. Scary Tales, Deadly Ever After. And Graveyard Games. That is an event that I want to attend. For sure. For sure. Do you have any... um? Like honorable mentions that you want to bring I do. up. I do. I couple. only have two of them because, like, I did this wrong. I picked <laughs> a bunch from previous to 2010, so I've only got two others that we didn't talk about that were post 2010. Yeah. So. Well, what, what do you got on? I think I only have like one or two. So there are a couple that we didn't talk about, and again, just from reading about the description of them, I think really kind of hooks me because I think just things that I had never really thought of before in a house. And the thing is, a lot of times haunted houses to me can be really hokey. In the sense that, like, oh, I've seen this theme a million times. Like, it's not really that special to me. These two, I think, were much like the ones we already talked about. They definitely throw out throw out something where I feel like it's definitely unique and it's definitely crazy and it's cool. So the first one is from 2013. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the years you skipped. Yeah. But it's called Havoc Derailed. Okay. And it's all about you being on, like, a train. And by the time you get to the end of the house, the train, train? Has, the train has crashed. Yeah, terror train. <laughs> the train is the train's crashed and derailed. Okay. And then you get all, and you you come out of the oh. wreckage or whatever. So it's, it sounded That's really cool. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and and really kind of cool to experience. And then the other one from the next year, 2014. You also didn't capture this one, and I was kind of thinking you would, but it's it's okay. I I definitely <laughs> captured my interest. Um, it's Roanoke Cam- Cannibal Colony. Oh, okay. So it's although it seems somewhat you know, oh yeah, you know cannibals. We've seen that a million times. Um, it's definitely, I think, interesting because I'm a history buff. So anything dealing with like the history of the country, the founding of the country, yeah. I think that stuff is really cool. So Roanoke being the first, the first colony of the United States when they founded, you know, Jamestown, uh, and they always talked about, you know, the story being that like all of these colonists went to Roanoke and disappeared. Yeah, so there's a big mystery with that. No, so I no, think it's yeah. really cool to take like an idea. Like that, and go. This is what, what happened. Could have the, happened. Yeah, what yeah, could have happened is, to the colonists? Yeah. And I and I and I'm always a sucker for like cannibal stories. Yeah. Like cannibal Holocaust. Oh God. <laughs> but I, even look at like we did when I, we did our awesome collab with HHN 365. I mean, my character was, was yeah was a cannibal Viking. So yeah, like yeah. to me, I, I really kind of is always intrigued to that. Yeah, I'm drawn to that type of story. So uh, that one definitely caught my eye. So out of out of the ones we've said, those ones are great, but these two are also two that I thought would be kind of cool. Yeah, a couple of the other ones that I I think just based off of people talking about them, that's how we that's how we kind of got those past ten houses where it's just like these are man, these are just 
the greatest hits. So, like, that's what we got to go with. But the other ones that really did intrigue me was 2012, we had Gothic, which was actually one house of the year. It, it just, the, the reason I didn't really fully put it on is because it just, just from, of course, I didn't go to it. So, just from reading about it, it seemed like a, a very simple story. I mean, there was only three characters it was uh, gargoyles a hunchback and a moving statue so it was essentially just like a it would have felt almost see so for me it was like nightingales last year yeah where it was a really cool theme yeah i didn't i didn't hate the theme but it was just but it felt really like just simple simple yeah but to me it's boring yeah more so because like the characters all look the same mm-hmm. like it's all the same outfit and it seems like every corner is just like Wah! and here yeah. comes the same, same dead bird monster yeah, so bird that's kind of what that one sounds like yeah where it's just like every two feet it's bah gargoyle or yeah. bah like you know yeah. gothic princess like yeah and and that's cool if, it, if you're into that type of theme um but i feel like there's more you could do with it than just say here are three different scare actors mm-hmm. and now we're just gonna jump out at you with yeah. lights and sound and like looking through the pictures it looks super cool like the whole church thing is is, is creepy as hell especially when you're talking like old school roman gothic style like it's just it there's a lot of like yeah, eeriness oh, yeah. To it. it sounds like the theme is really cool but... um but uh, i if I had to put it on the top 10 of what I want to do, or not my top 10, I need to stop saying that. The if 10 I, that we would totally want to see. Yeah, if I had it on that, if I had it on that little spec map, um, it'd probably be just missing the cut. And then the other ones, I think, let's see what else I have on here. Another one that I left off was from 27, which is one that I actually did that I don't know how well perceived it was. I don't know how much people actually loved it. But I liked it, and that one was Dead Waters. Mm-hmm. And if you can tell from, you just referenced your HHN three six five collab episode one. I'll reference mine because <laughs> that's kind of that whole we like, get the idea cement uh, sailor stuff like that. But this was like um, it also was like a hellish realm of like the voodoo queen and stuff like that. So it was like Mardi Gras style, like underwater kind of thing. There was like a sunken riverboat. And that was in the swamps, and then you kind of go to the Voodoo Queen's lair, and then all the characters kind of take over the maze from there. It was just a, it was a fun like dead Voodoo New Orleans style house, which I, I really really liked it. I don't, I think from the the wait times, it wasn't as well perceived as as I really liked, but I, I had a lot of fun on that house. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to judge them by wait times only because they look at last year. Some of the best houses had like 10 minute waits because yep. everyone was waiting for Stranger, Stranger Things. Yep. So like if you've got a really strong IP that year, that's the house that's going to pull an hour, two hour wait. Yep. And everything else is going to be like 20 minutes. So honestly for us, I think it's better because like you and I tem- tend to gravitate more towards the original stuff. Yeah. Um, the IPs are cool because like, oh, I've watched this on TV or I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, unless it's, like, the Shining House or a Halloween House, I'm yeah. not going to be dying to get to the IP House. Yeah, or, like, we'll do it, but then we'll be like... Yeah, I'll do it once it. or twice, which is cool. Yep. Like, the S House. Like, I thought the S House was really cool. Yeah. But I'm not going to go... I wasn't going to go out of my way to, like, no. do that a bunch of if times. If it was at third... If it was at, like, 25, 30 minutes, I'll wait. But yeah, exactly. But, and, Yeti, but Yeti, you, you'd walk right out and right, right in. So. <laughs> Actually, I have Yeti pulled up right now. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeti is my last uh, honorable mention. That one was super fun. I didn't want to feel like I was pulling. Like, if I pulled another one from that, that would have been four taken from 28 and 29. So I, I wanted to stay away a little bit of the recency bias. Plus, 
I want to see other houses, not just see the same ones that I saw right. previously. For me, it was easier because like last year was the only year that I have been to. Yeah. So like I did Yeti a bunch, and I liked Yeti, but I didn't want to like really call it an honorable mention because like I just done it. Yeah, I don't need to do it yeah, again. Yeah. Um, I want to do ones that I haven't done. So yeah, and this one was fun. I love I love the houses that play their senses. So like the whole temperature control thing. Yeah, if you yep. hit, if you do a lot of like the scents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. Plus, the characters in this house, in this house are really cool too. The costumes the Yetis were, were awesome. awesome. The, the the costumes were really cool. The one that like would like hang over the edge and like the throw arm. the big yeah. fake Yeti arm. Like it was cool. But if I had to only pick like one from there, I can't pick Yeti over Graveyard Games. No, for it just, sure, it just can't happen. All right, so that wraps it up for this week's episode. Like we said, this is like a two part episode. So what we are going to do is we are going to have a whole other episode just like this. We're going to go through the past 10 years, only we're going to be doing the IPs next, which I don't want to say he's going to have more recency bias, but I feel like there's more just, to pick from. There's the more to pick ones. from in the last five years, but there's definitely a few previous to that that, were, that look really cool. Yeah. Um, I think this one might be a harder list to put together. I think so, too. I really do, because I think that like IPs are tough in the sense that they have to get it right, mm-hmm. but... A lot of it's going to pull from, like, what are we interested in? Yeah. Like, obviously, Freddy vs. Jason's making the top On the list. Like, clearly. Yeah, check the box. It's, like, not not going to be Check the box. But there were two Halloween houses in the last 10 years. Yeah, so which one do we go there? The Texas house. You know, there's a a lot to choose from. And they always always fall into, like, once something hits, it hits and it stays. I mean, The Purge, Walking Dead, Stranger Things. Like, they just redo it redo it redo it so which ones do we pick you know we'll have to do some exactly. we'll have to do some digging there and see which ones we're we're really feeling but right i think that about wraps it up for this time sounds like it like we said we are going to be doing that ip one but not before our top 10 list we're going to sandwich these episodes we'll do a, a little, little top bit. 10 sandwich yeah we're going to do that so we nice just and toasted yeah we got next week we're going to do our top five horror movies of 2020 there wasn't many well, yeah, there's more than you there think was. There, was. Uh, there wasn't many that I've seen at this point, right, especially to, in theaters. So yeah, we're, we're going to spend some... the next like five or six days just watching movies yeah. that I haven't already seen. And originally I was going to say top ten, but top five no, because top I don't have time to. It. I don't have time to do that. We can each pick <sighs> like no three movies and, and discuss. But we're going to try and, and look through the past year of horror movies. January is a very reflective month. Then. We um we're gonna and kinda... now we can't consider 2020 itself as a horror movie. Yeah, so no. that doesn't count. It's not a documentary until Netflix puts it out, which I'm oh, sure there there already is one. I'm it's sure. Like the, oh, the, the, this year that, sucked like, or yeah, something. 2020 or, sucks or something. Like ah, that, whatever. So. Hey, 2020 wasn't too bad. We got 30 episodes out yeah, of 2020. We got started this yeah, whole yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, not the whole year didn't suck. It's just you know the deadly kill everybody yeah. virus and yeah there's some there's some downside the and everything else it sucked about there's this year, there's, there's downside there's upside zone it's however you want to look at it i mean well there was no there was no halloween horror nights so yeah I mean, so, we all yeah it's pretty fucking down then that's pretty down all right well until next time we'll be back next week top five horror movies of 2020 from our opinion but until then i'm nick and i'm seamus happy haunts again i would just like to thank vampire stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out spotify facebook again that is vampire stepdad